welcome back to the PCP. I'm just gonna just go through some odds and ends, I guess, for this one. Uh, kind of going through my notes. I have a whole bunch of scraps. Uh, so this is gonna be even more discombobulated than usual. So just bear with me. Uh, if you have been listening to this podcast and are continuing to listen, um, I guess you've done a really good job of taking all of this in stride and thank you very much so i'm gonna to try to focus here and uh yeah i you know my uh my old man never claimed he, he you know uh you know spanked or smacked me my memory tells otherwise but i usually deserved it um i don't know why the bro listens to me and uh you know there's so just back up a little bit so for Vietnamese people right you know if you're the oldest you take care of all the kids uh you know, all your younger siblings right and this is uh more so the case you know if you had like a very large set of kids right and um, you know this not uncommon you know with other cultures like you know any any large family you know at some point you know the older siblings are gonna have to help out you know the mom with the younger ones right changing diapers keeping them fed keeping them out of trouble, organized, whatnot. So generally, if you're the oldest, you have to take care of, you know, your younger siblings. So it's just me and the bro, so I was always been told you had to take care of him. Sometimes I did. Uh, other times, uh, you know, I would uh, subject him to various forms of pain by accident. Like, uh, at one point, you know, in a Happy Meal, we got, you know, these really small, crappy yo-yos. Uh... You know, they were, they were fun, you know, just whatever. It's, you know, cheap. Probably at the time, it was like a nickel to buy one of those and throw it into, you know, into Happy Meal. I remember kind of spinning it around and then uh, kind of crashing on the top of the bro's head and breaking it into. I think it was his, too. Uh, so I broke his yo-yo. Sorry, bro. But that's the first time I've, like, you know, dropped shit on his head. Uh, so one place we lived in, my old man, like, you know, he kind of built, um, like we had a computer desk and he kind of built an extension, um, so we could put a TV and our Super Nintendo up above it. And, you know, me and the bro stayed in the same room, we had a bunk bed and I had a friend over and we were arguing, you know, whose turn it was to play. And, you know, we yanked on the controller and, you know, these weren't times when we didn't have wireless controllers, yanked on it and, you know, the cord attached to the Super Nintendo pulled it off the ledge and dropped it in the bro's head. So, sorry, bro. <laughs> so, something completely different. Uh, first time I ever, well, the first time I saw um, Dead Body was uh, my grandma when she passed away. Um, the first time I saw a Dead Body out in life uh, was actually in Vietnam. And, uh, you know, it can't not exactly what happened. I'm pretty sure the guy fell from somewhere from a height and cracked the back of his skull because when we passed, because I just got a glimpse of it, I was on the moped. There was a massive pool of blood under the guy, and the guy looked like he was just sleeping in a pool of his own blood. Uh, I can't remember if it was the same trip or another one, but uh, we were kind of driving at dusk, and we came across like this scene, like two motor mopeds that crashed into each other, right? 
and you know this old man wailing i guess his son was either really hurt or dead and um i figured because this road was elevated there was, it was on an embankment and down at the bottom bank was a little hut where you go drinking so you know so there was probably a drinking session on the younger guy rolled up you know kind of got it onto the embankment and as he got up to the top another motorbike was coming the other way and they crashed head on uh i think i mentioned before this wasn't the body but uh, I mean, when i was going with my dad to the local city near where my relatives live you know that guy had passed us and he had crashed you know, had been driving two ladies the ladies seemed not to be hurt but he had scraped the top of his foot down to the bone i remember seeing the white so that was uh, a, a touch disturbing yeah and oh so just just continuing on with mopeds in vietnam so it used to be you know uh there for a while you could uh, go you know topless uh i mean like you know without a helmet you know vietnam's too socially conservative maybe not so much in the cities now that chicks can run around topless right the guys would appreciate it but they would be subject to all sorts of name calling uh but yeah you, you just do not have to wear a helmet. And then I guess there must have been a riot, a spike in fatalities, especially drunken, drunk driving fatalities. And, you know, they mandated it for kids at first. And then for everybody. And then they limited the number of people on a moped. Because, you know, you've probably seen pictures of like, you know, like a billion people on a, you know, one moped and somehow it's still upright. Uh, you know, it they limited to two people or two people and a small kid, uh, which is probably still dangerous. Uh, first, the helmets were like, just like construction helmets, you know, those thin plastic helmets, usually, you know, you wear them on construction sites to protect you from shit falling from above, and hopefully not too heavy, because if it's heavy enough, it's going to kill you anyways. But, you know, from smaller things falling from above, and with a chin strap. Then they mandated, you know, regular helmets, and these are not, you know, full-on, full-face helmets, like we'd see here um, in North America, and probably Europe too, I, you know, I'm guessing I, I don't know for sure but it, you know it's not full face full chin protection it's just kind of more like a cap uh style right with a chin strap and uh you know you get some pretty stylish ones uh there's ones that actually look like the old uh look like arm, army helmets like vietnamese army helmets i want to get one for a beard sleep but i end up not being able to get one you know maybe maybe next time i can go whenever you know, this COVID thing has died down. I'll go find some for uh, for the two nieces, right? Maybe they can use them to run e <laughs> run into walls and stuff. <laughs> no, they probably wouldn't do that. They're too smart for that. Uh, my ex's nephews, on the other hand, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and some more random things about Vietnam. Like, uh, you know, over time, you know, because I've been, you know. Over the span of two decades, um, you know, there's more episodes coming uh, for my other trips to Vietnam. But you know, it's change see the change in toilet paper because it used to be you know like pa used to like you know recycle old books which were made out of recycled brown paper to this weird kind of spongy almost rubbery like it wasn't really paper but it came on a roll but it was like yeah. It was very strange toilet paper. Uh, it was like a, a teal color. And then uh, there, 
now, last time I was there, they've gone to kind of like more, uh, you know, I guess Western style toilet paper. You know, white, perforated, two-ply, pretty soft, better than the shit of the University of Alberta, which is still use one-ply, you know, thinner than, you know, a set of sheer stockings paper. Like, you have to use, like, half the roll to wipe your ass with the university. I don't miss that. Uh, now, in completely switching different directions, um, one of my jobs, you know, I worked in a tire plant, and they have trenches where, uh, you know, utility trenches, where some of the line, you know, they run a blow line, you know, they put down some of the lines, electrical, whatnot, for their machines. It's also a place where they vent excess uh, steam pressure. You know, and so guys have to go down there and work. And the one I worked at was very relatively small. Um, my boss said he came from one where, like, he had a golf cart because it was, like, I think a kilometer and a half long, right? Like, these plants, you know, uh, they're more, they're longer. So, you, generally, they're longer, um, you know, to keep it, you know, to have an assembly line for the manufacturer tires as opposed, you know, long, long and wide, right? There, he did tell me of another one where it was kind of in, like, a star shape, uh, like, kind of like a half circle, but they, each one of the lines would kind of, uh, there's a building, like a long building, and, you know, they would go from one end and move towards the center, and they collect things at the center and then distribute it to another building with the same same shape. So it's kind of a star pattern. But anyways, back to these trench, trenches. Um, you know, because the buildings are long and, you know, there's these trenches, sometimes people, you know, be, you know they might be under the gun too, you know, they don't go to the washroom. They, uh, you know, to the washrooms to relieve themselves, they'll just piss into this trench. And he also told me, you know, he worked with a millwright, uh, as I've been told, a mechanic with brains, don't mistake the two. And he was doing work down there, and, you know, he was hunched over, he was, like, working on something, and he felt something splashing on his back and shoulder, right? And, he and it was warm, and he realized someone was pissy on him, right? And he, you know, screamed obscenities in Quebecois, right? Jumped out of the trench, right? But the guy had heard him yell, right, and, like, took off somewhere so he didn't get the shit kicked out of him because he just pissed on a guy. Uh, so, yeah, that, the, that guy was kind of just a touch bad. And it was a big guy, too. He was kind of, like, just imagine a linebacker doing uh, mechanical work, right? The other guy would have died, probably. Now, to another job, um, and raising fish in general. Uh is, you know, you, you, you siphon tanks, right? You know, you kind of, um, there's systems where you can, you know, have a little pump to kind of prime it, right? Uh, most people just kind of, just kind of suck on the tube. Ha ha, yeah. And sometimes, you know, you don't move your mouth fast enough and you end up drinking, uh, fish water, which is really gross, right? I don't know why I'm in, you raise fish. I've, like, killed so many, especially expensive marine stuff. I was, like, thinking of expanding my marine again. And, like, I was thinking how many things I've killed. I'm, like, how much money I've spent? I'm like, Jesus. Oh, and for marine aquariums, okay, if you have, you, most people won't have money in their wallet, but go take a hundred or fifty or hundred dollar bill from the bank machine, bring a lighter and light it on fire. If you cannot do that, you cannot, not singeing, burning the, the bill to a crisp. And if you cannot do that, do not get into marine aquaria, right? It looks great, but to look great, it costs a shit ton. Even the, 
you have a small system, it'll be way more unstable and you'll have way more tank wipes than if you have a large system. But, you know, when I mean large, I mean like, you know, 100 gallons of water, which is a very large tank or aquarium in itself, is kind of, is rated as kind of small. You need 200, 300 gallons plus. Now, you, have, you factor in the salt, the live sand, which is about, uh, when I bought it, it was four bucks a pound. Uh, it's probably more now. Live rock, which is nine to twenty dollars a pound. Uh, the critters, the cheapest fish is six dollars. The cheapest fish in fresh uh, used to be three, right? And even then, that was kind of like a higher end, uh, mid range fish. You know, it goes from six to hundreds of dollars. So, literally, if you cannot burn, you know, a hundred dollar bill in front of your eyes, do not fucking get into marine. Don't even, don't even pick up a system so it gives you for free, right? You will, you'll go nuts. Just stick to fucking freshwater. Freshwater is easiest. So, yes. And that's where I'm going to end, end this one. Um, you know, I guess one of the reasons I kind of do this, there's many reasons I guess doing this podcast. One, really just stroking my conceited ego. Uh, two, hopefully people are getting a laugh from my idiocy through life and somehow, you know, wondering how I've made it this far. But three, I like to think that, you know, people can learn from my mistakes. Uh, but please, you don't listen to anything else just for aquariums, for your sanity and for your wallet's sake, right? You can get into it to stick with fresh. You want it marine? Just look at it in the fish store. Look at it online. Actually, look at videos, documentaries of people's systems, right? And hopefully they'll tell you the price, you know, the cost it was to put those systems together. So on that note, thank you very much for listening. It is the end of July. I hypercaffeinated and my ADHD is kicking in. Catch you on the next one.